I, I like to fuck with Emma. Uh-huh. And so, like, I've worked out a way to make my screensaver just, like, hardcore porn. Oh, good. Yeah. And so I'll just leave it up, and then she'll just think that I've, <laughs> I've been watching porn and then had an idea and left. <laughs> Wait. And then what your excuse is, oh, no, no, I'm not watching porn. That's just my screensaver. <laughs> You go and waggle the mouse and it's like an accounting program and you're doing a budget. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect joke. The perfect joke. Yeah. (laughs) Which is coincidentally the topic of this podcast, but you know, we'll get there eventually. Mm. How's your, uh, your New Year's Eve? (laughs) I thought probably just... Easy to tell you. <laughs> Santa's by, still here. By the Santa. Um, <laughs> how was the New Year's? What did you ask? It couldn't be. Yeah, I asked the question you just said. I said, I don't know. What That's quite good. Have Thanks. you, have you, or did you audition for that? That's what I was going to use for the voice. Oh, okay, good. I've just been practicing that. <laughs> I genuinely believe that you have been practicing that. Just in a full Santa outfit. And then I just go up there and it's like, and in the morning, and morning. It's weird that the lyrics of that song are, I need more nanny, more nanny. It's I just, need my money, my more nanny. Oh, do you think it's, it's more? It's like kind of Michael Jackson. Yeah. A little bit of Drake. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'd like to see where this guy goes. I'd like to see what he brings um, to the table. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't smoked for five days as per our agreement, as per Although, the blood deal that we signed, arguably worse. I have been vaping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, I, I don't know what the sound of an ungolf clap is. It's just probably like little moments of yeah. negative <laughs> silence, but that's me taking I, the applause back. On the plus side, I'm healthier on the... <laughs> On the uh, on the con side, I, I I look like more of a black than I did. Yeah, and you haven't really reduced your. Uh, I don't. Oh, your nose vaped. Even even cool. as uh, even as a uh, as aspiring vapor, you don't have to go straight to a nose vape. Jesus Christ, man! So well, is it not your there, intent? To you like... described yourself as a, an aspiring vapor. No, I didn't describe I myself as a, No, I described you as an aspiring vapor. I know that now. Uh, why have you decided to switch to vapes? Is it a is it on the is it your your wheelchair ramp back? You're going to slowly descend using that as a healthier method to stop the nicotine or are you just like I'm going to just keep this addiction going? I don't really know. First of all, there's no nicotine in this. Um, it was just Emma bought it when she went to a festival and then didn't use it. So I've been using it as a um, supplement rest of sorts. Okay. Um, and, and So what's in it? It's just flavoring. Just flavoring. It's just like doing a shisha. Okay. Well, then I look. I'm putting the golf clap back again. Wait, back. This, is a, this is a forward motion golf. Um, bitch. Okay. Well, that's bitch. good. So you are actually you're you've 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 cut the the cord. Well, here's the thing. Like, 
I got. I actually. Here's the thing. I've been. I've started chewing tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've I've switched from smoking cigarettes to chewing tobacco and using a vape. Yeah, I mean, I had some Nicorette gum that I actually the other day put in my mouth, and then I thought, well, what's the point of this? Because if I just start chewing this Nicorette, this nicotine. Isn't the point of me to stop smoking to get rid of the nicotine addiction? Like, what's the point of me just chewing nicotine gum? Stupid. Yeah. So I spat it. I took one took one bite of gum and spat it out because I disagreed with it philosophically. <laughs> Do you think that part of the problem is it's a little bit of a lame name? And if they'd rebranded Nicorette by now into like Monster Chew, you'd kind of <laughs> be on board. You'd kind nice. of be a little bit like, well, yeah, I dropped my cigarette habit, but I'm fully in on the Monster Chew. I look, I don't even know what Monster Chew is. I don't know if you're joking right now, but I want it. <laughs> I should be in advertising. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I haven't, um, I haven't had, I don't really need a cigarette. Like I would like to have one, but like I haven't felt the need. I don't, Do I you don't, have cigarettes in the house? One. No. I haven't bought a pack since That's good. Uh, New Year's. What's your okay? What's your risk zone now? Drinking, drinking. Yeah. And where do you most commonly drink? Your drink. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like um, the perfect comedic timing, unintentional or not, well done. um, I feel like if I if I drink at home, I don't have any cigarettes in in the house. I'm not. I'm certain I can't really go out and get some. So I think it's safe. Yeah. But if I drink, like, usually after work, um, everyone will kind of stick around, have a drink, digest the day. Um, I have been, ha- I have to take myself off. So yeah. I've been, like, leaving straight after work because, and rudely, just to, <laughs> you, I can't. You slap them in the face. I did yesterday. They were like, are you going to stick around for a drink? I was like, no, no, stay for one drink. I was like, no. And I left. And then it got brought up as an issue today. I was going to offer a role play whether or not okay. you need to like practice a line for how you're going to get out of social situations. But it seems like it's already come up. I'd like to role play though. You'd, you'd like to give it a go? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay. So you've, you've just clocked off and you've, yeah. uh, you've pulled up a pew at the, um, at the, the, the bar. I, I, at the church. I, what, <laughs> at, yeah, at the church. And uh, I saunter over. What's the name of your like coolest, sexiest friend? Um, Grant. Grant. Okay, so Grant swaggers over, cigarette in his, in between his fingers like this, and he's nice. like, "Oh yeah, hey Michael, good yeah. work today at the job. I think Thanks. you're cool, and I respect you. Here, Thanks, have a cigarette, man. Michael. Oh. oh, I can't. I just gave up for, for New Year's, Michael." Why would you give up on this when you've given up on so much else in your life? Have a cigarette. Yeah, take this one. It's been in my mouth. You don't know how much I would love to, but I made a promise to myself, and this one I cannot break. Oh, I don't know. I think you're kind of lame now, Michael. You don't seem like one of those cool guys. I bet I, I thought you were just one of the boys. But here you are, taking a principled stand, and now I don't respect you. I guess you're going to have to give me back that 
car I gave you. <laughs> that car. Michael. You gave me a car. I gave you that car because we were cigarette pup buddies. You need to either put this puppy in your mouth and smoke it or give me back that RAV4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gave me a RAV4. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm impressed with your resilience. You didn't even flinch. I think you're going to um, make it. Uh, I mean, I, t- I think Grant is cooler than ever. <laughs> It's such a so shame. That's great. Because he was one of my best buds. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. This is an exciting new year, 2019. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the world. Open your eyes Ooh. because this is the future. We made it. Hashtag men. Sitting through the internet with me, vaping through his nose. Michael Zabrecki, say a word. Hey, dudes. Thank you very much. My name is Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Oh, it's been a while. We caught up over Christmas. You went home earlier than I expected. Didn't get one last hug. Yeah, I kind of just left in the night. Yeah, you did. Just you kind of absconded. the fuck out there. Yeah. It was good to see you. It was good. Did I see you, though? In yeah, we were at, I went around to your Christmas. Yeah, I kind of left that early, though. You did. I was a bit surprised. Mm, yeah. drugs. The only way to get through Christmas is with serious drugs. Um, well, it was nice to see you in that moment regardless. And, of Monster. course, uh, our last podcast was recorded in your very house. So uh, oh, yeah. it, it was not that long ago. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Get any uh, good clothes? I, I, I did get gifted um, some shoes, but uh, yeah. they were the wrong size. So I took them. Took him back, and Dad had asked because Dad gave him to me, and Dad had asked the shop um, explicitly. I can return this after Christmas. Yes, my son's coming from overseas, so I bought it before Christmas. But I would like to be able to return this, you know, for a refund after Christmas if we want. And they're like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here you go. All done. No worries. Gotcha." And then I went to take back the shoes and get a refund, and they're like, "Sorry." It's past our refund window. You can't get your money back. <laughs> so I have store credit. To where? To Denim's. <laughs> to Target. Are you serious? No, not to Target. No, it's yeah. to, it's to what's it called? Denim and cloth. Um, did you pick out the shoes? Or did your dad no, just... No, he was just like, these ones. I don't, know, I don't know what he likes or the size of his feet, but I got a good vibe. Hmm. Did you like the shoes themselves? Uh, no, that's a no. Nah. I can tell. Nah. They're green. Nah. I just don't know if I'm a green shoe person. You're not a green anything. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Good, because I didn't either. <laughs> My mum said to me um, this Christmas, she was like, I'm sick of just giving you money. Next year I'm just going to get you clothes. And I was like, if you get me clothes. I actually said something very... That won't repeat, <laughs> but uh, it was very funny, very sad, very insulting, very oh. personal. Yeah. Oh, oh good. Keep going. Uh, yeah, it was a, basically a threat that was probably a little bit of overkill, but <laughs> good. Thank around. you for this present. 
I'm going to murder you. Um, if my mum bought me clothes, um, I think I would literally that day take them to what's a good charity? Uh, I prefer the Red Cross over the Salvos because of their anti-gay stance. Um, then I'll go to the Salvos. That feels malicious at this point. It's Christmas. <laughs> You'd take them straight to the Salvos. You'd be like, thanks, mum. I don't need your wife beater. Look, let's let's break this down realistically. Do you okay. think... I mean, Santa's been around for millions of years. <laughs> 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 do, you, yeah. do you think do you think that Santa's views on gay marriage have ch- progressed with society? I or think, do you think he's the same old cranky I think Father Christmas guy? I think Father Christmas is definitely conservative. I he's think he's definitely conservative. I think like look, the fact that he's all like about this nostalgia, the fact that he's like getting people he's all about the wooden handmade toys, you know, slavishly made. He's got fucking elves, right? He's keeping people locked up. To me, he's a capitalist, <laughs> capitalist conservative baron with an empire in a fiefdom up in the north. And once a year, he pushes his uh, staff to breaking limit just to make a bit of money on the side, all while theoretically pursuing this like altruistic agenda, which just boosts his brand profile and ad dollars. Exactly, and he's literally in a bubble. And he spends his whole. He actively solicits young children to come sit on his lap. Exactly. Well, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. But what what is for sure is that he, if you're gay, you're definitely auto, or automatically on the naughty list. Yeah. Which is probably why you got those shoes that you didn't like or didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I think I think I'm starting to get the message from Father Christmas that you know he doesn't approve of my lifestyle. I have never once got a sex toy from Father Christmas, and I think that's homophobia. <laughs> You've asked every year, <laughs> every year. it's been on my wish list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you've probably you've been gay ever ever since. Mm. Ever since you were initially gay, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been <laughs> yeah. gay since the moment I was gay. Did you ever? <laughs> Did you? You never lapsed. Did you? <laughs> never lapsed. Yeah. I mean, no. You never took a year off, did you? No, I, I, I went to London for a bit, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was more just a gap year. It wasn't. That wasn't like a, a sexual yeah. reawakening. Poor choice of words there. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the gap. Can I? Can I? I'll just give a quick um, thank you to Ben. Ben and I and Laura for this year for the. Christmas, we decided instead of everyone getting everyone a gift, what we'll do is we'll go around in like a triangle kind of loop thing where I'll get Ben a gift, Ben will get Laura a gift, and Laura will get me a gift. So I got Ben a book, Ben got Laura a book, Laura got me nothing, and Ben luckily got me this uh microphone amazing microphone yeah podcast quality microphone so thank you to ben for that laura he went went laura is uh ben and michael's uh wet nurse she teased them from a young age uh, raised them as one of her own poor gifter (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, a little bit of sisterly shade on the pod is always nice. That's good. Um, but yes, I'm, I, if the audio quality has taken a step up today, it is directly because of Ben. So thank you all. All right. So we, um, we're getting into this thing. Let's... I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you, uh, have you uh, uh, had a bit of time to prep yourself? You, it looks like you're looking over at some notes. Have you, have you prepared? Yeah, I did. Oh gosh, I'm not prepared. Because yeah, I was sick of you, because you articulate yourself better on the spot than me. And I was sick sometimes when we have arguments, and I, I think I just like give in to you too easily. And then later I think, and about just it, I was because like, oh, I, I wish I said that, and just because I accepted your arguments and didn't have a response, the own I'm so sick of giving in once effectively convinced in the course of a discussion. No, but I, I do do that. Like, I do just, like, lay down and be like, oh, yeah, you're probably right because I can't think of anything on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should actually beat yourself up for that. <laughs> I, I, I conceded the point when a solid argument was made against me and I had no response. You, you, you shouldn't be like, like that. oh, I just rolled over just because they provided a solid argument and I had nothing in response. I think that's yeah. just general civilized debate, isn't it? Not, not how I roll, buddy. Okay. <laughs> so this time you've got like the, um, the PowerPoint presentation ready to go. Um, I just I got some notes, and I do, actually do have some audio clippings. <laughs> <laughs> You're approaching this like a segment of BTN. You're oh, going to yeah. be ready to um, convince the populace. What a reference! <laughs> BTN. Everyone knows BTN. Well, um, yeah, everyone does know it. Yeah. But uh, uh, okay, what are we talking about, Michael? Give us that. Give us the the rap. So Louis C.K. Uh, has come back to the comedy clubs. Someone's recorded his set. Someone's uploaded that set to the internet. It probably the same person. Contro- controversial shit. Um, And everyone's kicking up a fuss about how, uh, I don't know, offensive, people are finding it offensive or in poor taste. Um, And then you and I have been disagreeing about that. Like, what, how can you... Louis C.K., of course, uh, having uh, been disgraced about a year and a bit ago now, when it emerged and was confirmed by him that he had uh, sexually harassed women stand-ups who had been either working alongside him or performing at gigs with him by uh, taking his junk out and masturbating in front of them in various settings, repeat, like, as in with multiple women. Um, and sometimes with consent. Sometimes with consent and other times with uh, disgust. Um, but he, he, a year ago, came out and... Accepted all of those allegations, didn't deny any of them, um, and uh, uh, apologized and basically retreated, uh, saying that he would take some time off to listen. Uh, that time was apparently about a year, and now he is re re-entering the comedy circuit uh, with things to say. Um, so, do you want to run over? what the set that he did recently that caused the raised eyebrows was. So, well, the 
there's there's a couple of things. The first thing that you and I uh, disagreed about was so he made a joke about the um, the Parkland shooting. Um, he what did he say? I literally just listened to it. He said something like, "Why do we have to listen to you? Why do, like why should we have to listen to you kids? Like just because you got." Uh, just because you went to a school that got shut just up. because you survived a shooting, a school shooting. Okay, so this is my first issue. That... Do, you, well, do you want to finish that, that line that he did, which was that just because you finished a school shooting, all you did was push a fat kid in front of a bullet. Um, so, okay, fine. This is what leads me to my first point. Yeah. Okay, so this is the issue. We're taking... We're, we're, you know better than anyone, Nick, that comedy is not comedy is is served from all angles and when you take comedy out of context and i know it's like easy to say like oh you're just taking this out of context you know blah 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 but reading a transcript of a joke is so much different so so much um it's, it's so different to actually hearing and seeing the joke. And I know that sounds like it probably sounds like a cop out to you, but I think that's my first point. Like we're dissecting this as if it's like a transcript and we're like using, like taking the words as they, as they appear on paper. So you think that there is nuance and intonation and delivery that implies meaning. I don't disagree. I did listen to the recording. You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that that was that was that was just one point. Then, uh, <laughs> glad we glossed on that. That's nice. Um, um, what was the other point? Um, okay. Well, actually, why don't you tell me what what you think your issue is with it, so I don't like misquote you. Uh, look, well, uh, I think that's kind of backwards in a way because my my position on this is is simply that. Louis C.K., in his return to the public eye after uh, conceding to and, and accepting claims of sexual harassment against women, has returned to his workplace, effectively. has returned to the industry in which he operates. And in doing so, has not seemed to demonstrate enough understanding of the impact of his actions or demonstrated enough uh, recompense for the damage he did to those women or even self-awareness as to why his behavior was wrong. So in that context where it seems like his position is that he was unfairly attacked or maligned or didn't really do something that wrong. His behavior in never once talking about it since and expecting to just come back into the places where he committed that abuse against other women and performers uh, feels... It feels unearned for him to be able to come back 
like nothing's happened because that's the way he's behaving. It's basically like nothing's happened. And all I think the people that have been paying attention to him have been wanting to see and indeed hoping to see because he was a comedic genius. Genius. He did make some amazing art and television and, and was insightful. All they wanted to see was that he brought the same self-awareness that he brought to his bits on parenting, on modern life, on being a father. Bring that same self-awareness and reflection and I'm going to immediately lose you here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Wokeness in the sense of being connected to the social dialogue about where we're going as a society. Bring that same thing, which he demonstrated his genius and art in those other areas and apply it to perhaps the most fertile ground he's ever had for an artistic masterpiece, which is his own indiscretions. And if he came back and applied that same level of artistic reflection, incisiveness, observation, evolution, uh, and self-deprecation, while not, you know, bringing anger or disgust or uh, indignation, I, I think... Uh, everyone would have welcomed him back. He could have been the poster child for how to learn for one's mistakes and move forward in a way that um, betters not just himself, but also the industry in which he's such a dominant voice. And the disappointment that I think I and others feel is that he has basically squandered this opportunity and worse, in the material that he's now debuting, it is it seems almost um, vengeful against the kinds of people or members of society who raised the concerns about his behaviour in the first place. Okay. There's a, bu- there's a bunch of things. I, that was a monologue, so feel free to respond. Yeah. So first of all, he did address it. It's basically the first thing he said. Um, Look, I don't want to. I don't want to go into de- defending. Yeah, I don't want this to be me. Me defending this this guy, or defending any of his actions. Because I'm just, I'm really not doing that. It's just on on principle of the idea. Okay, so second thing is sorry. Before you move on to the second thing, when you say that was the first thing he addressed, do you mean in his apology letter, or do you mean since he's got back on stage, he's talked about in in this set that. Uh, the soundbite that has been picked up and gone viral, that was in in the whole set. I listened to the whole set. It's 50 minutes. Uh-huh. So in the whole set, that's the first thing that he, he talks about. What does he say? <laughs> he says, the first thing he says is, uh, so how was your year? And then he talks about how much um, he actually details how much money he lost um, in the whole thing, which is something like $40 million. Um, and at a, a different point in the set, he says something that the crowd kind of shudders at. He's just like, he says, he says, go on. I don't care. What are you going to do? What are they going to do? Take away my birthday? I might rock bottom. Um, so he, he, he addresses it the whole way. It's not like he's... Well, hold on. But that's not addressing it, really. That's, that's, referring, that's referring to it. It's not dealing with it. <laughs> Okay. Saying I lost yeah. forty million 
is not exactly the kind of response that people are after in this situation, is it? Okay, yeah, but okay. Yeah, I didn't sure, say that. That's just, that's just I didn't say that he that. ignored it. I said that he he hasn't shown the self awareness or reflection about the issue, and I don't think hey, that what you're suggesting is is demonstrative of that. Look, I agree with you. I don't think that he feels that bad, and I don't know how bad he should feel. Um, I do, I do not have the answers. Um, okay, and that, that's not for me to say. It's not for you. It's actually not for anyone to say, apart from the people that were involved. Um, the other thing is, how much weight are we going to give here to the fact that this was a he? This is not a special that he's put out. This is not material that this is not a finished product that has appeared on Netflix after years of like a year or two of getting back in and working out what jokes work and which which jokes don't. I mean, this is a this is a, a bit of audio that's been ripped and put up to the internet. It's been bootlegged. Like, how, how much weight are we going to give that? Like, he, he's, he's, look, the, the other part of that is, like, this is not a guy who is running for office. When did we start? He's a fucking comedian. When, is he, when did we start listening to comedians as if what they said was, like, the truth and the light? It's not, like, he's a fucking comedian. Sometimes... The funny point, sometimes the funny bit is being, is having the the, the shitty opinion. I mean, there is so, comedy works from so many different angles. Um, sometimes it's funny to be the guy that's, you know, like it's, there's even no point in dissecting it. But like the, the fact that we are dissecting it, the fact that everyone's dissecting it is the most laughable thing about this. I yeah, well, okay. Let me jump in there before you continue i don't think i mean if one of his points is i lost 40 million dollars i mean sure he's not the president arguably that's a bad example but he's his impact he was basically the king of comedy for like five years when that show was on the air he was adored as basically the peak of modern stand-up his influence uh and one of the criticisms about his behavior outside of the sexual harassment was that when women responded negatively to him masturbating in front of them, he uh, told his buddies to take them off the list, to not give them opportunities, to shut down their careers. You know, this is not just one random guy on the way up, like a, a side note in this thing. This was the top of the, this is the top of the industry. This is like, uh, I don't know. This, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, or, or George Clooney, like someone who within the industry was probably earning more than everyone else, was booking gigs around the world, had deals out of the whatever. He had two movies lined up and he explicitly says that in one year's worth of n like no work, he lost $40 million. He wasn't nobody. So I, I push back against the idea that Oh, he, he wasn't a politician. Oh, you know, it's only comedy. Why, why should we be, uh, you know, paying attention to him? Well, because he, he, was, he was a leader. He was still... But then, so Nick, but then so what? Are we, are, we to, are we to think that everything that he should say needs to be 100% truthful and inoffensive? Like, I, I don't disagree that? that comedy bits can be... I don't think I, I I agree with you that you can do stuff which is quote unquote shitty, 
but it's delivery, right? And it's context. I don't, I don't understand why you think that he's getting an unfair deal because people are paying attention to what he said. People are paying attention to what he said because he was the biggest guy in the industry and he did a shitty thing and he hasn't really addressed it. He hasn't come to terms with it. He hasn't shown remorse for it. He hasn't visibly changed his actions. And in fact, he's come back swinging at undeserving targets. And I think that's the biggest crime, which is that the stuff that he's done wasn't funny. How, how could you how could you say that, Nick? Because you know that what you think is funny is going to be... Like, being funny has nothing to do with it, really. You're telling jokes about trans people and school shooting survivors. So if it's fucking not funny... Right, no, well, the whole... The crowd, the crowd laughs. The crowd laughed. Yeah. So are we going to? So they found it funny. Sure. Like, and how like, many people? How, how many people didn't? And also, what are the um, pressures of a situation like that? Think for a moment about the kind of crowd that is now attending those places, because it's known that um, Louis C.K. is going to show up now. We know that he's back at the cellar working at material. We know that it was unannounced. And that is a disincentive for people who disagree with him to show up at that location. It was an active news story. The guy who runs the club was in the news saying this, that, and the other about how he supports Louis and thinks he got a bad job. That's going to make people who don't agree with him rock up at the place. So it's more likely that the people there do think that he did nothing wrong or do think that, yeah, those, you know, libs should be laughed at for asking about, you know, being called they or them. It, it's it's self-selecting. So just the fact that in that club he got laughs, and in fact, a, a club situation, much like in a movie theatre, that communal audience thing makes it easier for people to laugh along to things if there's others around you laughing at it. it. It's a group response. You're right. So, You're totally right. And, and I think as well, like, um, I, I agree with you. It's kind of, you, you're driving people underground, though, with this stuff. And this is why those types of people are probably going to that, hoping to see, going to that sort of club, hoping to see a Louis, hoping to see this um, political incorrectness. That's what they're hoping for. Like these are, it's it's like both camps are kind of digging their heels in and solidifying their own world viewpoints. But here's here's the thing though, right? You and I know fuck all about comedy. Right, we're not in the industry. We we don't do we don't know shit. Right, we're just two armchair critics. the The most telling thing about the response to this bit has been from within the comedy industry itself. There is a laundry list of some of the best names in comedy who've come out after this stuff: Judd Apatow, Andy Richter, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, yeah, you could rattle them off, right? And they've all come out. Uh, um, Mike Sure, you know, they've all come out oh. with with these um, explanations and look, indignation isn't the right word, but criticisms of his behaviour, right? It Mike Sure, who fucking so employed surprised. him as uh, as Leslie Nope's boyfriend for a season of um, Parks and Rec, right? Uh, comes out and says that this shit is just unbelievable. I think. Yeah. In this instance, yeah, you know, those crit- those critiques about like, 
Oh, you know, how are people going to workshop their material? Oh, you know, what's wrong with being politically incorrect? Oh, you know, the people who actually know this shit, who have the experience working for decades in this field, it's their indignation. It's their disappointment in what could have been that is, is the biggest tell about this situation. Because you and I know you shit, could, I mean, really. Yeah, but I mean, look, I, I saw those and I read through them and I tried to process them. I was, I was like, because uh, I, I thought I was like thinking my thing and then I read like, like a guy like Judd Apatow, I read his tweet and I was like, my brain was just like, did this like little shudder thing. I was like, but I, re- I like Judd Apatow, but he's saying the opposite that it, to what I think. I mean, but there's other guys. There's, there are other guys that have come, like Dave Chappelle has come out in support of him. There are other there are other people as well that have come out in support of him. And I think, I think it has more to do with this. I mean, Judd Apatow, like he's operating in a safe space, anyway. And I think my issue with it is more, more of like a fundamental uh, principle philosophical um, issue rather than anything to do with comedy. So can you express that for me? I mean, I will just say that Dave Dave Chappelle himself has been criticised in the past for his anti-trans rhetoric. So I'm not sure necessarily that that's going to sway anyone who already had issues with what Louis said. But yes, what's your philosophical... What's this? Anti... on. What what what's the what's the philosophical objection? You're, you're, can you can you put it in a, a word here? Why 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 is um, disapproval or disinterest in Louis's current material uh, unjustified? What what is your what's your objection? Basically, that I don't think that I don't think that. First of all, I don't think that when we're talking about something as subjective as what's funny, I don't think that I think it's I think it's laughable that people are weighing in with an opinion and coming up coming on a consensus about something that is so subjective. I also don't think that anyone should be able to tell a comedian what they can and cannot joke about, even if even it even it even if it is in poor taste, because I think part of comedy is pushing the limit and then drawing back and then, you know, so pushing it, realizing the response and then adjusting according to the response. And so I think that, I think the main thing is that I just don't think that anyone should have, I mean, the other side of it is I'm kind of, getting lost in my own tangent but i guess if i was being intellectually honest the other side of it is if i think that if i think that anyone should be able to say whatever they want including louis including dave Chappelle, or whatever then i guess also people should be able to to take these guys down and and, and publicly say you know louis we think that louis ck is a line i mean that's part of free speech as well isn't it i mean the freedom of speech is is my um, which he has, 
the ability the ability to say whatever he wants as long as it's sound i think that's my issue well there's two responses to that one is that some people would argue that what he's saying is not sound but two if the subjective reaction of most of the people that heard his material is that it's not funny then arguably that's more that that's quote unquote the free market telling him that there's no market for his for that kind of comedy right that sure but then but then but then he won't put that in a special then but mm. i don't know he he might it just might be that this is as he yeah, but- pushes as he pushes forward he his 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 audience changes and he ends up but but that's but that's a different discussion for us than nick because it, no it's the exact same discussing louis no it's not because if we if we're discussing louis special then i think that is a completely different oh, thing, i'm not nick. talking about the special I'm, then, I'm just talking about if he pushes if he continues on this bent where his attitude is is not self-aware where his recriminations feel vindictive against the kinds of people that protested his behavior in the first place, then his audience is going to go from the quote-unquote educated comic um, to the you know, liberal yeah. thing. Well, not even to the alt-right, just to, just to the, the, the damn depressing middle of Adam Sandler and, and what's-his-face, his offsider. Hey, watch it, watch it. What's that? What's, watch it. Uh, What's that shitty guy who's in all the Adam Sandler movies? Bob, Rob, Dob, uh, Rob Schneider. Schneider yeah. He's going to end up just in this, like, fucking... He won't, though. He won't. I don't, I don't think you've... I don't think you're seeing that realistically. I don't no, think... Because those, those guys aren't fun. They were never... It was a completely different style of... That's not true. They were funny. Sandler was funny. Sandler had his his Sandler. little run of movies there. Yeah, where... but there, he was never like he was never like he was never intellectually that funny. He was doing doesn't like matter little voices and he doesn't matter. It was an I mean, era. That's your point, right? It was five your, years your in which he that... was the king, and then he lost it. He didn't ever have a scandal, but he went off and his career took a change, and he decided I'm going to make movies that make me money. And I'm happy making that with my friends. I'm going to go and like sell all the, you know, Starbucks product placement that I can. And I'm just going to write it out on Netflix. He was never the comedian's comedian. You know, making Louis shitty... Louis is a comedian's comedian, man. Like, Sandler was, was on that. fucking SNL. He was there. He so? was he was in the midst. He was a real comedian's so was, comedian. He, he had so his moment. So was David Spade. Yeah, sure. He had his moment. They're not comedian comedians, yeah. Well, I think you're, you're, I think you're, you're putting I, on your I, I think goggles you made, here. You made, a, you made a good point in that, um, in that, I like, in order to be a good comedian, you, you can't have lost touch. Like, you need to, you need to be in touch with an audience. So, I, like, I take that point. Comedy sure. dies. If you go back and you look at something from forty years ago, that's ostensibly a comedy. Half the shit is, you don't even realize it's a joke. Like it just goes by and, it, and it, you don't even blink at it because it's it's so innocuous. And half the shit is based on stereotypes or generalizations or awkward things where you're just like, "Ooh, that was probably a joke." But having somewhat like Asians sing, uh, you know, 
Jingle Bells is is going to be like read in a different light these days. So it, it is. But, Comedy I mean, has an expiry date. And you're absolutely right. It, it keeps changing and it keeps moving. And the best comedians have evolved. And, and it look, doesn't look, seem that, like that, that, Louis that, has Nick, found the ability to do so. But, but Lick, some things like that are, are predictable and some things aren't. And I think with like maybe things like, look, I can't, I can't even say that. I mean, because it's so easy to predict when you have the hindsight. <laughs> <It's not prediction. laughs> but but with things like you know what he was joking about like um um uh, uh, people who are consider themselves gender neutral wanting to uh, you know wanting people to refer to them by certain pronouns and stuff look look maybe i'm out of touch but i i like i think that part of that is there is there is humor in that and it's not just because you're making just because there's a joke made about the fact that someone wants to be called a certain way doesn't mean you're belittling the whole thing. Here's what I will I mean, say about that. I, I agree with in that instance. Here's what I will say about that. The, uh, that, that construct, so the, 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 the bit was something like, oh, why do these people want to be called they or them? Um, uh, I want to be called there because I identify as a location, Right. That is, that's a good, like, joke, right? But here's, you can't extricate it from the context of someone who has lacked self-awareness in the uh, sexual arena, right? If a trans comedian came up, if a gay comedian came up, if even a, a, a comedian without the sorted, a straight comedian, but without the history of sexual harassment came up and said that line, it would get deserved laughs. But you can't extricate okay. that from the reality of a guy who jerked off in front of women against their will and then prevented their careers from starting off and approaching that line and saying, hmm, I'm not sure this guy's opinions on the sexual proclivities of people or, in fact, gender identity or in anything in that sphere are really something that he has the moral authority to denigrate. Okay, I agree with you that it would have been funnier if it would have been any of those examples that you just gave but then you also just said opinion and then you also said um that he, he like he doesn't have the moral authority to say those things i mean why are we asking these things of comedians why do we need them to have moral authority of, of anything like is well, it because, okay is don't, it, don't is think it because he's so famous is it because he's so famous that we can't disassociate the fact that it is no, CK. it's because he did a shitty thing. It's not. It's not like this grandstanding overall generalization. He did a fucked up thing to a couple of people, and all people want to see from him is some self awareness. So if you come storming out and you talk shit about this without addressing your own misbehavior, people are not going to take it with a grain of salt. They're not going to take it in good faith. You haven't earned that trust again that we know your moral compass. We know your sense of what is right is wrong, which is what you need if you're going to skew to an apolitical joke, right? If you're going to be offensive, but it's with the purpose of comedy, you need to have a very sharp eye on the target to land that joke, right? And if we if we doubt that your judgment is now accurate, if we doubt that you 
have the requisite either awareness or intelligence or reflection to make that comedy, then that line is going to play differently than in the mouths of someone like, I don't know, Paul F. Tompkins, say. I don't, whatever. You can't extricate. I think you're trying to go big, which I understand. You're trying to think in the hypothetical, in the broader implications. But really, it's just a question of Louis. It's just, it's just what Louis did in this one instance and his behavior since. No, I, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that is, I get your point there. So that you, you, there is no way, like it would be nice, but, but there is no actual way to actually separate the joke coming from Louis's mouth from the comedian and from the context of knowing what he has done. Yeah. And it's just too bad that he's done those things. It's come to light. It really, I mean, it really doesn't have that much to do with the other, but just by virtue of the fact that we know that Louis did all these things, it's been a huge media story that that's just the way it is, which I get. I get I, that's, a, that's a point that I'm willing to, to take. What, all, all I think the people that are disappointed in Louis want to hear is not, is not necessarily a change in the subject matter. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's done jokes about uh, trans people in the past. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know that... I don't know I can see a justification for the school shooting one. I don't, I don't quite get what the intent is there. I don't know who the target is there in that joke. I but, think the, tar- um, the target is the youth, to be honest. But. But, well, yeah, then I'm not sure that that's... I don't know that that has merit in my eyes. But um, I think all that the people who, are, who have been watching him in this reemergence have been looking for is just acknowledgement, you know? It, it's just... It's, this, it's the same... It's like I said at the top. I I would I was I was hoping beyond hope because I fucking loved his show and I loved his stand up. I was hoping that when he re- emerged at whatever point that he would bring a fucking special for the ages, you know? A a, a, a you know, the, the the equivalent of the Tignataro I've got cancer set where you just show up at a club and you drop an hour of, holy fuck, I'm a monster. What did I do? With all the Louis nuance and emotion and yeah. self-deprecation and I'm a fucking asshole that he's had in all of his other yeah. specials. And he just drops this. He's, he goes away for a year or two and he comes back with this fucking monster of a set of... I am the worst. I did these things. What a fucking like! I can I can see it in my head. I can picture it. You know, I can. I, Dude, I can, I can see, see it. it when you picture it. When you're saying it now, I'm just like, oh yeah. What That's a fucking what creep! Yeah. You know, I yeah. and I and I jerk off in front of them. You know, and they'd like <laughs> they look at me like yeah. you can see it. You can hear him do it, and that's yeah, the man, disappointment. It's that he comes back yeah. and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> These kids survived a mass shooting, and they're going in front of Congress. It's like, but dude, come dude, on. you got it, you got it, you got to, you got to take it for what it is, though. It's a bootleg. 
He yeah, but why probably ask someone not to record? Like you got to give that well, something. Sure. Yeah. Look, I know, and, it, and it, that special still didn't... might be coming out with all this backlash. But stuff. where? That, that but special where? you just described. No, I don't. <laughs> probably well, not Netflix, but I don't know, man. I. He'd probably would... release it himself. If if it he like had he's done that, part if, of the problem. If I mean, there's been coverage even before the bootleg, right? There was coverage just of uh, anecdotally of the kind of jokes when he fir- his very first set and even a couple of others, they weren't recorded, right? But anecdotally, we heard the kind of stuff he talked about anyway. You can't reemerge without, you know... He- this is the guy who sent out these, these long rambling emails to a private, like, mail list once every nine months... It'd just be like, oh, I watched the show. It was pretty good. Also, like, there's this um, other comedian special that I put up. And, it, like, I really want you to check it out. It's five bucks on my website. How are you all going? My kids have started to, like, really... Like, this long, rambling, personal connection stuff. He's never... He's never uh, come out... He, he know He had to know that his reemergence was going to be under scrutiny, right? And he never... But he never said anything... No- Right? He never that did... Is no, that is... You go. He never did anything which he'd done previously to uh, announce or, or demonstrate in his reintroduction to the world that he'd made... That he was about to, you know, test out some stuff and, and here we go. He started to do these sets which were being reported upon even without being recorded and people were seeing that, uh, like, his material was not addressing his own controversy. So it, the, the fact that it's a bootleg, yeah, sure, he didn't expect it to get out there. But at the same time, his four previous shows got out there. You know, he, he, it's not like he's going to be like, oh, shit, out of nowhere, this one got out. No, they reported on it from the very first one. It was a fucking New York Times story, you know? He's not living in a vacuum. He's making these choices consciously. He has all these methods and, and probably agents telling him all the uh, avenues that he has for the reintegration campaign. He makes these choices consciously. I'm not going to engage with these people. I'm not going to address those who've had problems with me. I'm not going to attempt to rehabilitate my image. I'm not going to kowtow to those who said that I did a bad thing. I'm not going to... Uh, put on a tour for the women who I pushed out of comedy. I'm not going to donate to this charity or whatever. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to get out there and, and tell the jokes that I want to tell. He, he had the opportunity and the scrutiny on what he's saying, I think is justified because it could have been an amazing, amazing chance a for himself, for his own personal brand to come back from disaster with an all-timer of a special, but B, uh, to actually not just repent for his actions, but uh, support, be an ally in the movement, which is working to improve society and the way that women and minorities are treated. Mm. I don't think having a there, there is certainly no way for a comedian to work out new material is 
having anything under scrutiny and being worried about everything that they say, whether or not it's going to piss someone off or not be apologetic enough to a certain minority. That is no way for a comedian to work out new material. So I just completely disagree. But but every every comedian's work, should... everyone every comedian's audience could make a fuss about a joke. They could record the set and leak it. They could do it. You know, they're working in the exact same conditions, except for the fact that he's being watched because he did a shitty thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what the point of that was. The point is that that all comedians are under the same set of circumstances, the same quote-unquote scrutiny. I I don't think that his... uh, I, I don't think that he looks at the set that he delivered and thinks, oh, that didn't work. Oh, I need to change that. No, I can do that better. I think that he got off that stage and he thought, everyone laughed at that. Those jokes were. Who are you to say that, Nick? Like, who are you to, who say, are you to say Who are you to say that he thinks that that uh, needed work? It's He's the genius. He's the genius. It's his process. You're saying that he, he should deserve to workshop this material in his own time and in his own way, right? You're the one implying yes. that he need that that set required required more work. Why sure. do you think that he thinks that wasn't good enough? I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like he's his intention was not to release that as a special. As a comedian, your goal is to work on an act an hour or so of material that is polished and you hone it to a point where it, you are happy with it and then you release it. I mean, it's up to him whether he decides if it's good enough or not. I don't know. Like, there's parts of that. I listened to the whole set. There are parts of that where I thought it was poor. There are parts of that where I laughed. Like, I don't know. It's not up to me. He puts it out there and then I either like it or I don't. And then I just talk about it with my friends. That's it. Yeah, but your 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 uh, suggestion is that the scrutiny that it's been under impedes that progress, right? And yes. that yeah. And my point is that all the workshop of that material is under scrutiny, right? By any comedian, his situation is only worse because he did a bad thing, and he doesn't deserve to uh, feel bitter about that because of his own actions. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I could. Yeah. Maybe I could concede that. That it's like. This He's is like, oh, I wish I could do this comedy in my own thing, but I also really enjoyed wanking in front of those people. You know, it, it, this is this is a mess of his own making. If he didn't want people to be watching all of his shit, then maybe make different life choices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's so easy to jump on. I've look, I'm doing it again. Here we go. But it's so easy to just jump on people uh, for, for for decisions that they made in the past, um, and to and to look back on them and and that's the whole point. That's what I'm that saying. I want I uh, want him to grow. I want him to change. I want him to develop yes. away from the person that he was. Right. Yeah, but you, you're not giving him, you're not allowing him to do that. You are not. I gave him, him a year. 
He went away. No, that's so what? It's He's a comedian, right? He doesn't need to redefine. He doesn't need to develop the skill of telling jokes, right? That's not. That was never. He, yeah. he was the fucking top of the mountain. Right? I disagree with that. I disagree with that, man. You need to work out how to come back from that. That, which is why he needs this time. Like, he's had a year off doing gigs. He's a year out of the game. First of all, you need to work out how to get back into the routine of things. Then also you need to work out how the audience is going to receive you. That's the other thing. It's, it's like it's but all if, up in the but air. That's and you the... know what? The audience doesn't even know. The audience doesn't even know how they're going to receive you until you do it. So you just have to do it and then adjust and then do it again and then adjust and then keep doing that. Until you work out what the thing is and work out how the media is going to take you, how the audience is going to take you. That's how you do it. Well, then don't give people shit as an audience for saying, hey, this joke sucked, right? Don't, you, you can't have it both ways. Either the reaction from people who listen to the set or uh, read the jokes, they, I mean, maybe not those who read the jokes, the people who responded to these, uh, this set they're giving a reaction, right? So you can't be shitty at people who responded to his words and simultaneously say, he's just got to try it out and see what works. This is everyone saying, this didn't work, mate. Do better. And he had a year where if he did what he said he was going to do in his apology and retreat from the public eye, if he'd stood back and... and actually done what he did and listen rather than just go into hiding and presumably sit on his millions of dollars with his kids. If he'd actually paid attention, he should have had a better idea that this was not going to be the tack that worked. Particularly after the first couple of sets, which were reported on in the the New York Times. You know, it was an international story. I mean, first of all, it's it's not. I don't have a problem with the audience saying this, but it, you know that this is this is mostly not the people that are criticizing this are mostly not the audience. It's just the media taking the soundbite or the transcript and then judging it like that. That's that's what I have the issue with. But I don't and think also, that they were like, taken out of context for each of those bits. I think the entirety of those they, bits were were uh, excised. I I agree that it's not they, the whole set. They they are taken out of context from the moment the whole set is not played. They are taken out of context. That is you don't believe that. Because otherwise I you can never that. you can never take a sentence out of any conversation anyone's ever said without it being accused of being out of context. That's rubbish. No, just just comedy. Just in just comedy. comedy. Yeah. Comedy is setup and punchline. If you include the yep. setup and the punchline, then you have all the context. Uh, look, I don't. I, you, you just don't know. You don't know which angle. It's like, it's like you're blind, and you don't know who's saying it, uh, where it's coming from. You know, there's no way you can tell. So, so what yeah, is the context that was that. missing from those from the set? Well, you don't know if he's doing. I mean, explicitly. Tell me. Tell me in this. Tell, I don't mean in hypothetical. I mean actively. What was Louis C.K.'s context here with those bits that was not um, represented in the bits that were excised? Was there? Was he doing a character, Michael? 
I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you listen to the whole set. Yeah, but it's not. It's that's the thing. You receive it differently. Like I think the joke there is that he's he's uh, with with regards to the Parkland kids. The joke there is that um, that everyone has like glorified these kids and they're like God's gift. And you know, you know, they're giving speeches and they're talking in con- talking in Congress and stuff like that. The joke there is is kind of like. I hate those kids. Like that's funny. Like, but like, it's not. Well, like, everyone's it's like, not that they glorified. He's telling them that they're whiny. And why should I have to listen to them? Go off and do yeah. jello shots. That's that's not <laughs> that's not glorifying. That's like I don't have to listen to kids telling me what to do. That's him yeah. recriminating them for uh, telling <laughs> for basically holding the generation above them to account. It's a reflection Look, you, of its um, own fucking can, persecution. If you unpack, you can unpack every, unpack every joke to a point where it's not funny and it's offensive. Like the point That's is to not, not unpack anything. Never unpack. <laughs> uh, you can't say simultaneously. You need all the context from every full set and also never unpack anything that anyone says. Those two are diametrically opposite. You can't have I both. I stand by both of them. I stand by both of them. Wholeheartedly. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I find this position of yours very strange. Only insofar as... No, just, just insofar as we have discussed previously... The rules, quote unquote, of what you meant to <laughs> don't vape. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna vape. This is an angry vape. By the way. <laughs> You're becoming I'm a parody of yourself. So complete vape. Neither of us um, feel like uh, any subject matter is off limits for comedy, so long as the target is aimed in the right place, right? And I'm. I don't know that. Louis' targets for these jokes were the right place. I don't get why. Why it's it's a lazy joke to make fun of trans people uh, for asking to be called by their normal, like their preferred pronouns. Right? It is a kind of baffling. I I genuinely I don't get the joke. I don't get the Parkland joke at all. I don't. Just like, oh, they're so whiny for not wanting to be shot. I don't get it. It, it just feels weird to me. I, do, I don't think that his targets for this were right. I, and that's ultimately why people are rubbing up against it because they feel like you sh- you're in a position of power, a position of privilege. You should acknowledge that. This is not... Why are you talking about these things? I ju- that's, that's what's baffling to me. And I don't understand why you're... I, I, I can understand why you, because it is your, uh, it, it is it's not uncommon for you to take the quote unquote devil's advocate position, and I'm not I'm not framing it in that way, uh, explicitly. But the idea of 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 thinking about the potential moral implications for a quote unquote PC um, uh, movement, right? I understand why you're considering things at that level, but I don't understand why in this particular instance with these jokes and, and these targets, why you feel like this is something that's, I don't know, that, that, that this was 
I don't want to say val- valid comedy, but that, that's that's too that's too judgmental. But like, I, I just I'm surprised that you think that this was the this was the material that Louis deserved to do or needed to do or or should have done. I'm just surprised that you it's think not, this is this is. I'm surprised that you think this is what I wanted from Louis right now. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not the material that I'm defending. It's the. It's the freedom of Louis to work that material out that I'm defending. That's sure. it. Sure. Defending the material. The, the material is not. You know there. But your 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 implication that he is still working on this material is based in as little knowledge as mine is that he thinks it was good you know what i mean like neither sure. of us know whether or not this was the end point for that joke or whether he's going to refine it and all of a sudden it will become self-aware and it'll become something else you know I, neither sure. of us I, know yeah at, at what point do we know that it is the material i mean probably I'm, when the I'm special comes with out the assumption that yeah I, I think i'm working with the assumption that uh, unless it's like a film special that he's releasing then it's anything goes. But here's the thing. Most comedy in the world is not a special, you know, it's the way that we've been able to see it because we don't, we're in fucking Australia and no one comes and does, I mean, no offense to the Australian comedians out there, but it's, it's not like there's Louis CK showing up at the, I don't know, festival theater or whatever for us to go to. So our, our, (laughs) they're at the Arkaba. Um, the the rhino room shut down you know the, the, <laughs> our access to comedy is via finished specials but most comedians yes, they sir. do their do- jobs live they're not the, the the comedy special is the end point of of a career you know it's 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 a it's a high and it's a, it's a a pinnacle it's not like stand up is in a club that's the way people experience it and that that was yeah. in some ways a finished deliverable bit of deliverable bit of comedy when he stood in that club and he told those jokes. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, it's a very, it's a very interesting area. And again, I, I guess my my, as I said earlier, is I can I can see I can imagine in my head what that that Louis special could have been. If he'd come back, me too, man. Yeah. If he'd come back, uh, yeah, well, e- energized and <clears throat> and and uh, I don't know, just 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 in in full self awareness, and yeah, it, I mean, it kind of hurts me that that, that it's like it's like I'm not, this isn't true because I am slightly angry, but it's kind of that I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, you know. It's the oh, you were so good, man. You, you you had it, and you lost it. Some of it, like like, he, like I like I said, I listened to the whole set. Some of it was fucking funny. Um, but it, were it those very bits... funny? It was like vintage Louis. Yeah, but but can we? Is it not unreasonable to not want vintage Louis because of present Louis? Um, no, that's not unreasonable, but I mean, the media is focusing on these sound bites. Um, and I think if you went back over his, his other specials with the same amount of scrutiny, you could find things that were in poor taste and things that were really good as well. Like, um, yeah, I mean, 
it's I mean <laughs> it's going to be very hard for him not to be out of touch. He's he's been outcast from society in many ways, and he knows he. But I I agree with you. Like when you when you're saying it, like him acknowledging the points in his set where he acknowledged the fact that he had nothing left to lose. Um, the I guess what you don't want is him to acknowledge that he's got nothing left to lose and then turn out to be this angry old bitter man and then his comedy come from this place of bitterness. Like that's what you don't want. You want him to rise above it and acknowledge it. That's what you want. I I think that's what a lot of things, a lot of what people have been, that I've read have been saying about his set is that he just sounds like this angry old bitter man that's like lost everything and and now he's just like, hey, well, you, you fucking kids and you bloody trans, transgenders, you. Like, it's so easy to put him in that category. Well, yeah, I mean. It's so easy to paint that picture of him, but that's, that's not accurate. He, okay, come on. He, his addressing of it was, I lost $40 million this year. You've got to admit, that's. That's a little bit angry, get off my lawn, bitter man. But Nick, you, I mean, you, you know that because I told you that. No, but, uh, no, no, I no, mean, no, 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 no. I knew that independent of you. I, I read all about it. I listened to bits of it. I, 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 you're not the sole source of this information. Okay. I mean, but the, I mean, there was there was fluff around that as well. That was funny. Where the to where he led to that. I mean, it's yeah, it's the nuance that. It's, it's funny, like maybe it's maybe it's not a great idea for him <laughs> to to come out and say, "Hey, I did this thing. You all heard about it. I lost a lot of money." Laugh. I mean, I mean, I actually do find that funny. The fact that he s- says how much. Yeah, the uh, I'm not going to describe the bit, but uh, I did actually laugh at that bit. Sure. But you you must appreciate as well that some people would find that slightly tone deaf. <laughs> I mean, look, look. If you lost forty million dollars, um, I mean, do you? I guess your point is that you want to see that he's learned something from it. But I mean, he's clearly knows. Like he's been punished, like beyond. Uh, well, here we go. Like, he's been punished. <laughs> I was I was ready to jump in, but go on. Yeah, argue like, against argue honestly, against yourself. Like, so let's be let's be real here. Do you think his crimes were worth forty million dollars? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. I I do. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Uh, putting a monetary value based, on it based is... on based on what I've read, I don't think it was worth forty million dollars. Yeah. Maybe like five million dollars. Okay, so here's the I'm thing. Regret all that. Let me give you this hypothetical. What if the uh, woman who would have gone on into comedy, but who encountered Louis in that room, uh, uh, and decided not to pursue the career, or whose opportunities were removed by him uh, pressuring his manager or the bookers at at gigs not to give them the opportunities again? What if that woman could have gone on to have Louis's career? And she could have made thirty to forty million dollars in a year, you know, ten years from now, or 
uh, had Mate, the TV how many, show. How many what if arguments could you make? How many hypothetical arguments? Dude, what the fuck? So you good. said you said I don't think that that it's worth thirty or forty million dollars. This is me explicitly telling you how that could have been worth way more than that if he. Uh, you could have you yeah you could have doubled that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you could have doubled he, that even if, still. If every look, this is an unrealistic statement, and I acknowledge it. if every comedian that he dissuaded from pursuing or prevented. Uh, having a career went on to be Louis's own stature, it would have been fucking multiple times the amount of money that he lost in this one year. The, the, I'm, I'm shocked that you think that the, the both emotional hurt, the uh, professional careers and all that kind of stuff sums to less than that. You, you need to really think about what the implications are of someone who could have achieved that ah well well let's play devil's advocate for you for a change nick what about all the things that made you funny in the first place all those painful things so how much is that how much is that worth are you fucking saying <laughs> that because louis jerked off in front of these women they actually are going to be funnier comedians now are you actually saying that jesus christ Jesus, Michael. Oh, my God. Ah, I'm pro bono, by the way. <laughs> I, think, I think it is Look, vastly it is an naive to think It is an argument. It, it is an argument. And much it like Louis C.K.'s set, it has not gone down very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is not what Louis C.K.'s... No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that. it is vastly naive to suggest that that mere financial re- um, repercussions are sufficient, quote unquote. Uh, I say quote unquote too much. I'm sorry. Sufficient repercussion for his actions if it doesn't accompany some introspection. Look, if I if I was Louis' lawyer, I'd be asking for compensation. Yeah. For more the material. Oh, I, I look, how, how long will you give Louis doing this kind of material before re-examining whether or not it was the development process and he's needed to work out his bits and get his stuff together, get back into the groove before. It won't, it won't be, it won't be, it won't be a question of time. It'll be whether or not. I'll I'll hear him say something, or I'll feel like like I I cannot respond to him in the way uh, in in the appropriate way, or I don't find him funny. Or he's just like he's lost me. That's when that's when it won't be a matter of time. For um, I was going to say for me, I think I think for me, at least in in listening to those. Um, to that set I would I would need to see something else before I was back on board because I think yeah I think those topics were that for me where I was like okay I don't I don't think you're doing comedy for me anymore I don't think that I don't think I'm in your audience I think you're, you've shifted yeah I can see that too look I'm probably getting more stubborn 
I'm getting more entrenched in my own viewpoint here as well. I'm not saying as well as you. I don't think you actually do that, which is very annoying. <laughs> I, you would. I don't know. I, I sometimes wonder, but uh... I think I, I think I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably too eager to stick up for him because because I've decided that. But I think I do. I do think that um, that there are points to be made in his favor. Not everything, but if I, if I he think if that, he came out and he and he and he showed those that contrition I was after and it seemed genuine I'm I'm ready to welcome him back I liked I loved his stuff like I I'm I'm ready to root for him in his path back to you know uh society in 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 in, and modernity and and um like recompense to the people that he hurt I'm I'm I want that more than anything. I'm just I I'm not confident that he's necessarily on that path. No. I hope I hope if there's one thing and I hope that you agree with this as well. I hope that if there's one thing that the feedback about this set has done is or and the previous stuff, it's to make him think again about what he's doing. Just to double check whether or not he's confident in in his process, in his targets, in his comedy, and just double check that this is the path he wants to go. And if this is what he wants to do, sure. But I'm going to continue not paying attention then in the same way I don't watch Rob Schneider's special. <laughs> Which you should, by the way. It's <laughs> oh, it's great. It's killer. Um, I actually did watch two seasons of Real Rob, where <laughs> Rob Schneider tries to do a, a like a Louis thing. And Real like he's Rob. the star. Yeah, yeah, it's like Rob Schneider as Rob Schneider. I watched two seasons of this shit. Now, here's here's my question for you. How do you feel about Dan Cook now? Because Dan Cook on Louie had this kind of like, had this, you know, adversarial relationship, allegations of stealing a bit. He came on the show. He played himself. They talked about, you know, the... Uh, the comedy morals of don't steal a bit, don't do my shit, Right. And it was kind of mm. interesting. And now Louis' fallen out of grace with the, the comedy world. Are you now uh, are you lo- uh, rooting for Dan Cook? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the lower that Louis falls, the higher my respect for Dan Cook. Right? <laughs> um, now I love Dan Cook. It's weird. I can't get enough. Yeah. Um, um, I've look. I I don't know. I don't know who Dane Cook is really. I heard about the like the plagiarism stuff, and then he came on Louis' show and played on it. And then I was like, oh, that was cool. And then that's it. But I think I don't also think that Louis from the from the people that I listen to, which is probably Robert, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he has actually fallen out of um, certain types of comedians. I mean, you're probably not a Joe Rogan listener, but um, He's not, he's not exactly talked about. I mean, it's they talk they talk about like the stuff that he's done. They they analyze it, but it's it's not like there's no road to redemption for him. Um, I mean, Sarah Silverman is a very good friend of his. She's talked about him 
you know, masturbating in front of her. She's talking about, she's talking about that publicly. She yeah. said sometimes she let him do it. Sometimes she wanted him to do that. Sometimes she didn't. And uh, she doesn't, she feels conflicted about it. Like, I don't know, I listen to all, I listen to all of these people. I think the important thing is not to just listen to one. I mean, yeah, I kind of regret making this point, but listening to just like one thing that like the, this, because the news does give you a specific narrative or they do tell you how to think about a particular person. And sometimes they're right, but I think it's, I think it's important. If you care about a certain performer or artist, you should, you owe it to them and to yourself, I guess, to, uh, uh, this is one stupid, shut the fuck up. I'm just going to shut the fuck up right now. I think you owe it to just listen to everything and, try and like think about things realistically and think about things honestly rather than just compartmentalizing people, which is what the media wants you to do. What the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Just, <laughs> just talking because you, because you're not talking. This is what happens, Nick, when you shut up and it's like blah, blah, blah. And then shit things come out. Terrible things come out of my mouth like bats. Out of a cave. Now I'm talking about bats. You know, I did actually see a giant swarm of bats. When I went to Adelaide, I saw like this swarm of bats that flew over us for about half an hour. Not even. And then you'd think that would be like the whole bat thing. Then I went to Melbourne, came back home, saw it again for another half an hour. Saw another swarm of bats, a different swarm of bats. What the fuck is that about? Two swarms of bats? I don't think so. If you've enjoyed this kind of thing, well, you can find much more of it at uh, deepfort.podbean.com. You can rate us on iTunes. It would be really helpful because five stars is the way that we make our money. Uh, You can find us and send in your questions and topics (laughs) to facebook.com forward slash deepfort, twitter.com slash deepfort. And you can send your questions and suggestions, the rhymes for a reason, to deepfort at gmail.com. Oh, Michael, what a chat. What a, what, a, what a marvelous chat. Good to see you. Dude, this is, this is the best part of life, being able to talk with my friend about an issue that we disagree on, flesh it out, come to a stalemate, which we both know. <laughs> come to a stalemate. I, 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 Go to sleep crying. <laughs> For me, a stalemate is a win. We both know that. <laughs> <laughs> no clear um, winner next. is the closest thing you get to a win. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we can joke, but if I can just hold out it's an endurance race, <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to win. You're in it for the long I just, game. Want, I just want to not agree with you by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, but... All I'm aiming for is to maintain my opinion. <laughs> It's so fucked up. It's so true. Oh. Um, look, I've got uh, a story that I'll save till next week that oh. I was going to bring up. It's even on my notes. I've got two separate notepads. Jesus. This. Um, cliffhanger. Okay. It's one of the greatest stories. I'll just, I'll give you the clue. It's not a clue. I'll just give you the teaser. Give me a teaser. I want to see the pre-titles, the, the cold but, open. Yeah. The cold open is the thing, but basically, I'll tell you the story next week. 
but the story is how my dad made my brother and I move the carcass of a dead horse at 2 a.m. on Christmas morning. Correction. It was a kangaroo. But uh, tune in next week what for did that I say? story. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did I say it was? I said carcass of a dead horse. Oh, yeah. Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.